If you will, turn with me in your Bible to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. We are easing up on the end of a calendar year. And in just a handful of days, it'll be another calendar year. And I realize that to some extent, that literally from Sunday, December 31st this year, 2023, to the next morning, Monday morning, is, is another day. But God gave us time. He says to us over there, He says, Lord, teach us to number our days. When you number your days, that's what a calendar actually is. It's, it's squares or spaces for days, and then you number them. And God gave us time. God gave us time. He gave us time in the, in the form of, of months and days and years. And he tells them what month of the year and what day. I was just having a conversation with someone uh, uh, the other evening on, uh, I think it was probably uh, in church at Christmas Eve. And the fellow asked me a question. And I, I said, you know, have you ever thought that this is December? Well, the prefix there, the first part of the word December, is connected with deca or decimal, which is actually 10, not 12. And so, for example, you'll be, get to the end, and next, by next week, you'll be, you'll be writing a date, and you might write 1, 1, 23 again, because you've been for 365 days writing 23. And yet, it'll be a new year. God gave us that. He told us months and days and years. But I said, did you, did you ever notice it? that's December, that's 10? Uh, you think about, you know, November, Nueve is 9, October's 8, September 7. You say, oh, no, 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 they're 9 and 10. No, they're not. Not in common sense. For example, winter is yet to be upon us here in the United States. Uh, January, February are, are winter. And when we come into March, it coincides with the beginning of Israel's years, Israel's calendar, we might say, so to speak, <clears throat> the beginning of time for them, the beginning of, of things marked by the Passover when they left Egypt. And so he was talking about the birth of Christ, and we know that uh, the Lord Jesus Christ wasn't born in this time of year, December, and, and everything points to the fact of him being born in the autumn uh, of the northern hemisphere where the, everything took place. Uh, we know that probably around the Feast of Tabernacles, say, he tabernacled with mankind, and then he got to 30 years old. God began his ministry, and then he went three and a half years. You've heard that said. Said it yourself many a time. I settle that to say that time then in itself is nothing like a new year, and yet it is. So God gave us time. What I want to talk about for the next few minutes is something that I've learned as a young Christian, something I've learned and revisited through the years, through the writings of people like Ellie Maxwell and Watchman Nee and Tozer and Ruth Paxson and Hannah Whitehall Smith and you know, writer after writer that wrote about living your Christian life. So our text is in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18. Now he's contrasting it in verse 14, 15, 16, and 17, he's contrasting it with enter not into the path of the wicked, go not in the way of evil men, verse 14. Avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it, pass away, verse 15. They 
They sleep not, except they have done mischief. Their sleep is taken away, unless they cause some to fall. Verse 16. Uh, By the way, they are very assertive, the world is, in wanting you and I to go their way. Okay? To be on their path. And then it says, verse 17, they eat the bread of wickedness, drink the wine of violence. But, verse 18, but the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more into the perfect day. That verse has every proper application to you and I right here in the church age. And it has every proper application because through Jesus Christ we're justified, Romans 5, and we're to live that way and we're to keep cleaned up that way so that we're living justly before Him. And the the picture of the just is people who are redeemed. And though many would, I don't know why, argue, fight, twist everything about this Old Testament saints, You cannot read your Bible, the Old Testament, the 39 books, and not see that even though the Holy Spirit hadn't come to dwell inside humans yet, even though the work of Christ wasn't done, God was involved in their lives, and they had to have God's help to to be that way. And the picture he gives us is so wonderful. But the path of the just is as a shining light, look, that shineth more and more into the perfect day. Immediately our mind goes to the admonition of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, you're the light of the world. You know, in one place he said, I am the light of the world. But in another place he also said, as long as I am in the world, I'm the light of the world. So when he left, we're to reflect his light, we're to shine. I don't believe personally that the work of the Holy Ghost and light are contagious. I don't believe that. Now, I believe that someone next to you can want light because you have light. But then they've got to get it from God. They don't get light just by hanging around you. It doesn't like, it's not like vibes, the vibes of the world, you know. They don't reverberate and resonate through you. I want to look at three things, though. And here's the thought. More and more in 24. It's not going to be more and more attendance, though I I pray it would lead to that. It's not going to be more and more stuff. It's not going to be more and more necessarily... Uh, how many times through you read your Bible? It's not going to be more and more measurable things. It's more and more of the light that shineth unto the perfect day. More of God in you, through you, to you. And I want to look here at three things and. Look at chapter 4 here and verse 26, 27 first. Now, I'm saying this, is that you can have all kind of, everybody's going to have some something to, for me, this is a really good, safe, and powerful thought for preparing and living out 2024 if the Lord tarries. If I'm still alive a week from now. If I'm still alive six months from now. If I haven't gone out in the catching away of the church, the rapture, or if I haven't just gone home to meet the Lord personally. More and more in 24. Not more and more stuff. Not more and more uh, publications. Not more and more measurable things. More and more shining. More and light. The path of the just is as the shining light. And I will say this as an introduction. Light is by permission. Light is not, light is not by uh, study alone. Light is not by intelligence alone. Light light is not by instruction alone. It's by permission. 
God wants to give us light individually. God wants to impart it to us, and He gives it to us as we follow Him. So look at verse 26, 27 of this chapter. Okay? Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. So the first thought is this. Ponder the path. Ponder the path. Give some thought to us. Uh, chew on it a little bit. Get away from all the hubbub and the noise and all the stuff and just give some thought to the path. Three questions when we ponder the path. One, where did my feet take me this year? Now in your Bible, one of the clear illustrations, types that God gives us, is our feet are a picture of the will. For example, when I am submitting my will to someone, to the Lord Jesus Christ, I bow at his feet. When someone's submitting to royalty or someone's submitting to that, they bow at their feet. When Joshua wanted the elders to show that they were going to defeat the kings, they had them put their foot on the neck of those five kings. So my feet picture my will. One time many, many years ago, a little country church where I was preaching, I had gotten a big old box like maybe you'd have they ship a refrigerator in, say. And I cut it where it would lay out flat. So pick a big, picture a big box laying nice out flat. Put it down on the floor in front of the podium, pulpit. Now this floor was a concrete floor, just painted. So I wasn't going to tear nothing up. And I took some gravel. And I took some nails. And I took some sharp things, pieces of pot, pottery. I took some... A piece of cinder block. I took some uh, like sand spurs, prickles, put them in there. And I had a couple guys in the church that were farmers and they did a lot of irrigating at night. So I knew their feet were pretty tough. They would go out barefooted in that mud and stuff. And I knew I'd probably have some takers at first. So I first said, and I was teaching on having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In other words, this. When I get up of a morning... And I take and I strap the gospel to myself, to my feet, which are my will. Something happens. And then I was going to illustrate what happened. And that's this. I said, any takers here would want to walk across this barefooted. I knew some of them figured they could do it. So they did. I said, okay, but how about this? I took a glass jar out from under the pulpit and I had a hammer with me. And I went and I broke that thing and I sprinkled that glass, sharp glass, all over it. There was no way they're going to walk across it without having to deal with that glass. And then I didn't have any takers. And one of the fellows and his wife usually sat off to the side in the front, and I had brought a pair of hiking boots. Obviously too large for her, but I said, would you do this? Would you, husband? would you tie those on her? And he tied those big old clunky boots on her. And then I said, would you walk back and forth across there? And she did. And I said, what this you know, little woman could do with the right footwear. You grown men couldn't do without it bringing you harm. And what is the picture? Here's the picture. The picture is that when I take my will and I apply the cross to it, take up your cross daily. I die daily, Paul said. When I apply the gospel, the shoes of the gospel, the gospel the death, the burial, the resurrection, the ascension, etc. When I apply those things of the Lord Jesus Christ to my life, 
I'm saying, Lord, my will is dead. And then when I put the shoes of the gospel on, I can go and do things that I couldn't do in my own personal willpower. And here's the illustration I give. Let's say there's a place and there's really sharp rocks or there's uh, sand spurs, they call them here, prickles, they call them in other places. And the, there's just it's just everywhere. If you're trying to cross that barefooted, your feet tell you where to go. If you normally wear your boots to work in or shoes or whatever, and you have a situation where you've got to walk across pebbles and gravel and all this stuff barefooted, you're, you're tenderfooted, as they say, and your feet tell you where to go. But when you take your feet and you shoe them, you shod them, Ephesians 6, having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, when you do that, you tell your feet where to go because God tells you where to go. And things that you could not do in your own willpower, you can do. So where did my feet take me? I would imagine there's going to be some really good things. Jot them down. Enjoy them. And then I would say there's probably going to be some things that aren't all that good. So secondly, where do I need wrong way signs for my path in 2024? Because he said that they they the wicked they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. He says, verse 20, My son, attend to my words and climb that ear to my sayings. And then he says, look, verse 27 that we read, Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Where did my feet take me? Spend some time on it. Where do I need wrong way signs? I don't know if you've done much travel, driving on roads and you may have seen a song that says, wrong way, do not. And you're like, well, how could that happen? It can happen, trust me. And it happens frequently. You need wrong way signs. You know, sometimes you need a wrong way sign early in the morning that says, no, this, this way of thinking, uh, looking at this or thinking on this before you get those shoes of the gospel strapped on, your will submitted to God. You don't want to be doing, messing with it. Wrong way signs. Thirdly, where must I chart towards? You know, here it is, the end of a calendar. So you could ask yourself, how many loose ends do I have? How many unfinished projects do I have? Do I need to cut some of them? What do I need to do? You say, well, where do I put it? Put it on in your Bible, where you like a page where you turn every day. Put it on your refrigerator. Put it somewhere. I read of a fellow who had gotten quite wealthy in the area of time management and training. And... Uh, he and his whole family would practice, you know, daily planning, monthly and all that. But they would also plan, they would also take time to think about things that they should purpose to do. And one day he left his planner open and uh, <laughs> to that list of things he was, attitudes he wanted to have and practices he wanted to add. And a couple of them had to do with, you know, doing things better towards his wife. And his wife walked by and looked at it. And when he walked back in the room and he looked and saw she had looked at it, she said, when? When? <laughs> and you know what I mean? But it's like, when? When are you going to start on this? You, you know, as men, I can say this for us as men, there needs to be a when. Okay? Ponder the path. This is a great time to do that leading up to the new year. If, if you're listening to it some other time, if you're listening to it online later, it's still, any time is a great time to ponder the path. Where did my feet take me? 
Where do I need wrong way signs so I don't go down that path? And where must I chart towards? All right, secondly, from our passage, more and more in 24, more and more light, more and more shining. Shining is not performance. Shining is not getting things done. All those things will come to pass, but that's not what it's about. It's about my walk with God. Let me say this to you. The older you get, the more there should be the glow of Jesus Christ about you. If you're 50, if you're 60, if you're 70, when you get to your your 60s and 70s, you should be the most glowing believer. You should have the most supple attitude. You should have the most cheerful spirit. You have not earned a sour spirit just because you got a little bit older. Press toward the light. All right, so it says, The path of the just is the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. New Testament, if you will, turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians 4, only other scripture we're going to look at in this short devotion. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Press toward the light. I don't know if you have ever had to do much work or many tasks that you find yourself, you know, in like trying to deal with stuff that's under a counter and it's dark or in, in a darkened, corner of a darkened room or running electricity or repairing things. I have to frequently. Now, I picked up this little thing. It goes on just, you know, it's elastic. goes on your head. It's even got a little, you can wait. I mean, cheap. They, they make all this stuff very inexpensive. And you can wave your hand beside your head and that light will come on. And it's got a part that's, that's ha- that goes halfway around your head. It's the whole front. It lights up. Then it's got one that's like a flashlight beside it. Man, that light makes all the difference in the world. You can, I can be struggling, you know, to, to wire something up or struggling to do something. And then you get that light on the subject and it is amazing. Press toward the light. Let's watch. 2 Corinthians 4.11 For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. That should be true of us for the sake of others. See? We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have us spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. Now watch. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. You say, what on earth? Listen, God wants your light and my light to so shine that it brings a blessing to others. Not a measurable performance-based thing, but a spirit about us, a light about us. And the older we get in God, the longer you're saved, the brighter that light should be. How do you know this? Watch. Verse 16. For which cause we faint not. Faint not, literally, uh, when a light gets, when a light starts getting dimmer and dimmer, what? It's getting faint. If you've got you a flashlight, you know, a torch, or if you've got you something that's battery powered, when it starts to run down, it gets a little more faint, a little more faint, a little more faint. We faint not. It's not just like, poof, fall out on the floor. It's back off. It's a little bit less light at a time. Watch. We faint not. But though our outward man perish, and it does. 
you know, you get in your 50s, you start realizing. You get in your 60s, it's a certainty. You get in your 70s, it's happening. But what? But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, your whole life measured is a vapor, it's a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding eternal way to glory. What does everybody want their money to do? Or the land they've, they've purchased, they want it to work for them. Put your money to work for you. That's what we're supposed to be doing. This affliction, it's light, Paul said. Being stoned, left for dead, shipwrecked, imprisoned is a light affliction. Now watch. While we look not at the things which are seen. So what do you need? You need light. Light to see what? The things which are not seen. The average Christian today is trying to get light on what already is. The average Christian today is trying to get light on world events. And the Lord says, while we look not at the things which are seen, not at the news, not at the world events, not at the, the, the past pandemics, future pandemics, not at the, all the other stuff, look, but at the things which are not seen. Why? For the things which are seen are temporal. If you could possibly, my dear brother and sister, get it through your head that 99.9% of the daily news and of all the different shows and all the different stuff is about something that will pass quickly in the end. It's temporal, temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Press toward the light. Listen, light before labor. Not for, not, not for the sake of labor. Light before labor. And you've got to choose, do I want light on the temporal or do I want light of the eternal? And he said, our light affliction, light is in the weight. The weight of our afflictions is light. It's not enlightening, but it's light. It's, 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 it's nothing compared to eternity. So ponder the path, press toward the light, and then just in closing, put one foot in front of the other. How? Day by day. Now wait, wait. The inward man is renewed, verse 16, day by day. It's not put one foot in front of the other and plod. It's put one foot of the other and shine more and more in 24. More and more and more and more. Not more performance. Not more results necessarily. Not more output. Just shining of Jesus. How is that going to happen? Is it going to happen by accident? No. The path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more in the perfect day. Is it safe for those to follow those around you to follow you? Is it safe to follow where your heart and mind are right now? Or could you take these last few days of 2023 and say more and more, Lord, of you? Not more and more results. Not more and more emotion in your church. Not more and more, you know, all these expressions and all these, you know, not even more and more tears necessarily but more and more light. God shining through us. I pray thee, Lord, you'd use these matters. God, I pray you'd use them for Christians' hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.